Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Justice League podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 185 Clash and Hunter's Moon. Hi, pals. We're, we're deep into the JLU now. I'm Al. I'm Maggie. And yeah, this is, uh, this is some good shit here. Yeah, man, we did it. This is like, this is the promised land. This is, uh, and what's great is at least one of these, maybe both of them Mm -hmm. is feeding into a larger arc that you probably don't even know yet. Yeah. Is just some good episodes that are also part of a big tapestry. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm just, I'm so pleased. And so, I love that it's different parts of the tapestries too. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's this is this is how you do serialized TV while also doing episodic TV mm-hmm. at the same time. Like, you can you can have it both ways because a lot of the elements from from this first episode are going to pay off big later. Maybe the second one I don't remember that, but the first one for sure. Mm-hmm. Plus, we get an appearance by a, a big old. DC superhero we have not encountered in any of these before. It's great. Yeah. So excited about that. Also, your favorite guy. Wait, which one? Your your favorite villain. We'll, we'll get into this with your Oh, summer. yeah. No, we'll definitely get it. Why don't we my, just do this? Uh, what, tell us about Clash, Maggie. All right. So we open on my favorite thing to see. My mm-hmm. stupid boy, Rudy, on a rampage. He's tearing through elongated man, metamorpho, all the stretchy guys. Has... has <laughs> Has anyone offered him like a thousand dollars to just go away? Like he probably thinks that's a lot of money. Anyway, mm-hmm. so with Superman busy landing a plane, Jean sends out Captain Marvel, the magical Pepsi, to Superman's classic Coke. Cap takes care of the problem right quick, which is nice. What's less great is the post Rudy interview where Cap tells the surrounding reporters that, gosh, he thinks that it's just awesome that Lex Luthor's running for president. He's gonna make the Justice League of America great again. Sorry, I made myself a little bit sick there, and it's not just because Elongated Man keeps waving his stretchy head in everyone's face. We get it, Ralph. You have elastic powers. You don't need to stick your stupid rubbery face in my regular face. <laughs> anyway, Superman and the Council of Justice give Cap a dressing down and about how we don't endorse presidents or sell deodorant. I don't sell deodorant, says Flash. For one thing, lightning brand deodorant and body wash practically sells itself. <laughs> that night, Lex goes on Tucker Carlson to discuss his plans to build Lexor City. It's basically Delta City over New Detroit. Yes, I did just rewatch Robocop last weekend. So should you. Anyway, mm-hmm. he invites Soups to the, chari- to the charity opening. Superman convinced that Lex is up, up to something because, let's face it, he's Lex. He doesn't get up at night to piss if it doesn't inconvenience Superman in some way. Agrees to go. Captain Marvel also shows up in Billy Batson form because there's free soda and a keen new playground to try out. Oh, Billy, you poor little dope. Superman thinks he spots a bomb down below the city and throws everyone out so that he can destroy it, but Captain Marvel intervenes, still willing to give Lex the benefit of the doubt. This turns into a giant reenactment of the fight scene in Man of Steel, except that they destroy a giant empty city made for unhoused people, which doesn't look awesome, Clark. And then it turns out that the bomb was actually a free energy source that was counting down to activation, which also doesn't look awesome, Clark. Afterwards, Captain Marvel gives a dressing down to the council that's honestly pretty worthy of Superman, and then quits the League. Meanwhile, Lex and Amanda Waller plot, and then Lex throws Dick Jones at a window. Can you fly, Bobby? Yes, I know that's a different part of the movie. I just told, I told you, I just watched it again. <laughs> well, Robocop's very good. It is very good. It is a very good movie. And to a lesser extent, Robocop 2 is pretty good. Mm-hmm. The end. Written by Frank Miller. Mm-hmm. And I'm hearing okay things about that video game. Yeah, I need to try that video game. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of being able to stomp around and shoot guys in the dick. Yeah. Yeah, exactly so. I guess technically you can do that in any shooter, but uh, my aim is not yeah, so good. Yeah, but, you know, you're you're reenacting a, uh, a piece of our uh, pop culture heritage there. Mm-hmm. Also, it's just one of those cool games where you have to cruise around like in a very lovingly recreated like version of that mm-hmm. world i did that with an I, alien like... game years ago and it's like fuck this rules mm-hmm. i have to say this is one of the only times i've seen a funnier version of a joke in your notes than in your summary mm. and i I'm, i don't say this to uh to to like make you feel bad about it i'm just saying oh no i'm trying to find it, it now uh the the rudy joke 
your your first note was, did anyone consider offering Rudy $500 to stop? And then your next note was, or $50? (laughs) That made me laugh more than uh, what you ended up putting in your summary. He's a very stupid, lazy man. And and as we've seen repeatedly, very easy to buy off. Yeah. It's just with like, nothing. Like, TV. Batman, your power is that you're rich. Buy mm-hmm. just, like offer to buy this guy a fairly nice car and he'll probably go away. There is a great moment where we see uh Rudy take care of uh the, the first two, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Batman shows up and Throws a batarang at him. It doesn't work. And then he calls Jean. Mm-hmm. And so he basically says, I tried throwing a batarang. I'm all out of options. <laughs> Did you try? And Jean says, Jean says, oh, are you asking for help? Yep. And it's it's the most human mm-hmm. that Jean Jones, the Martian Manhunter, has been. And I don't mean that in a, in a speciesist way. Sure. I just, like in a Mr. Spock, you're becoming more human every day way. I mm-hmm. just mean, like... Sometimes he's a little distant. Sometimes mm-hmm. he's a little, like, uh, you know, removed. Like, uh, um, uh, what's the word? Well, he I, did remove I, himself to a space station. Well, right. But aloof. That's yes. the word I was trying to think of. And and just giving Batman, lightly giving Batman shit mm-hmm. was like, ah, you are a guy. You're not just <laughs> like a, you're not just like an unemotional, distant guy that, that runs the team but doesn't care or mm-hmm. laugh yeah that's great i love that and he makes he makes him say it. it's like yes yes i'm asking for help yes i would like you to send help down please mm-hmm uh, and it's very good and uh really this feeds into your good thing but we got another um dwayne mcduffie writing superman oh man okay so superman's having a rough time in this episode and i kind of love it it's mm-hmm. just so there's there's this clear unspoken resentment that he has for Captain Marvel throughout the thing. Like mm-hmm. and that combines with how mad and worried he is about Lex doing Lex stuff mm-hmm. and how that ties into the whole Justice Lords thing happening and all of it comes together in, into him acting really rashly and getting kind of sloppy and mm-hmm. like this is exactly what Lex is counting on. I love it so much. Well, and that that kind of ties to my good thing. Mm-hmm. Which is Lex. Like, the last several appearances of Lex, he's just been more unhinged and angry and lashing out yep. and doing stupid things. Like, every time he's tried to get the, the Injustice gang together, mm-hmm. it's it's been him getting mad at everyone. And, uh, the like, The Amazo it, episode. Yeah. Where he's just and, completely off his game. And it's been fun seeing this evil genius sort of fall apart, but he's got it back together now. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like... I don't feel like they lost the character. What I feel like is he has realized, oh, no, I'm running for president. I need to switch gears. Every single line of dialogue is perfectly crafted. Like, really, they put a lot of work into oh, like, yeah. to manipulate or nudge people to his way of thinking mm-hmm. or specifically just to piss off Superman. Yeah, it's great. And it's a type of smooth talking charisma that we've kind of lost in American politics since, um, hmm. well, you know. <laughs> Uh, but getting that tone just right while also making it enjoyable as a, as a kid's show, like they, they, they really thread the needle and there's some moments where he says some shit where he can, he, he tricks Superman into basically you have to make this public appearance because I said it on national TV and if you don't show up, you're going to look like an asshole. Mm -hmm. And so they're standing there together and Lex says some things that are clearly very specifically designed to provoke Superman Mm -hmm. and Superman just stands there and they don't animate his teeth, but you can you know they're gritty. Oh yeah, he's just he ha- and every now and then the animation on this is like chef's kiss mm-hmm. because Lex gives him a little side eye. Like, is it landing? Yes, it is. Oh, he hates this. He's so and mad and he can't. It's do anything about it. It's like a one second piece of animation where he just looks over to see if it's working, mm-hmm. and it's so good. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's just yeah. Mwah. Everything Lex does is so like, oh, I hate you, and I love that. Yeah, this is it's this really is, really well done. This is the Lex that I love, like the manipulative one. Like, look, I'll happily watch him whip out the spit, the Iron Man costume and beat the shit out of Superman for a while. Like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But like, this is the stuff I love—the fucking manipulating, like, on the side of oh, yeah, the American is- people. 
And this is the thing, like he did a little bit as a captain of industry, but now that he's in politics, it's a whole, it's a whole different ballgame. Oh yeah. And we've talked about this from the beginning that this, this series of shows manages to give us every major version of Lex Luthor from the comics. Mm -hmm. Like you get scientist Luthor, you get businessman, you get like just angry Saturday morning villain. That's the run we had recently where he's just, I must destroy Superman. And that's his entire reason for being, but now he's back to being a genius. (laughs) Told you I'm trying to destroy Superman. Look, I built a purple and, and green suit. And I'm going to kill him. I'm hanging out with my best friend, the ultra humanite. We're not friends. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it's all like we get every version. And now he's back to being a genius again Mm -hmm. in a way that we hadn't seen before. Or it's like, oh, this is going to work. And you can see that arc, too. Like all of it makes perfect sense. That just like, okay, I lost it for a while. I can work with this. Well, and without revealing what we're going to, you know, you've seen this, mm-hmm. but th- there's, there's a big reason a lot of this is happening. Yeah. Like there's, there's, there's greater, I mean, this episode reveals that he's in cahoots with, with Waller, yeah. but there's more going on than that. And it's so good. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, that's such it. a good reveal at the end too. Yep. Here's to crime. Mm-hmm. But, but as we've said about Waller the whole time, her, point of view makes absolute sense mm-hmm. she's like I'm, what do you mean crime no i want to disgrace the justice league because i don't trust them yeah that's all people can't and put their faith in superheroes they need to put their faith in the american government and all the good we do i mean <clears throat> that wow you really uh hmm well hmm who do i trust mm-hmm. but but this this season i well really since the beginning of jlu both seasons have done a good job of slowly turning us around because uh, we want to believe Superman. Yeah. When when he sees the countdown, it's like, oh, he was right. Yeah. And it's even structured when he when he finally stops uh, Billy and goes and 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 turns off the machine or or melts it or whatever he does. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's done in a way that the climax of every Superman episode is where yeah. it's like he he got there in the nick of time and the counter almost got to zero, but he stopped it. Yeah. And then we find out, oh, but he shouldn't have done that. Yeah, and no, it's the such Adam... a good Yeah. But it's such a good way to get us, the audience, mm-hmm. like it's it's a bait and switch to say, you know how these kind of episodes go, except Superman well, was a real shit this time. Well and it's Superman too. So like my automatic default is well it's Superman. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's probably right. I mean, but, he has a blind spot when it comes to Lex. We've seen that before. Yeah, exactly. But like having Lex exacerbate that is for his own benefit. Like that's so good. Yep. It's like perfect. I don't. <laughs> this, oh, this you got a problem with me? This guy's like Superman, but like he hates my ass, so I can mm-hmm. work with that. Because I'm Lex, definitely smarter than him. Oh yeah. Lex, every time someone says, why should we trust you? He's like, yes, why should you trust me? I've mm-hmm. done some horrible things. I, but I would just like it to, if you gave me another chance, like they did with Hawkgirl. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, shit, you have backed him into a corner here. Yep. Because what do you say to that? Mm-hmm. You're right. Hawkgirl did worse things than Lex even. Yep. And uh, she's back on our team. I so. mean, she only she sold us out to uh, an invading alien race like. I never yeah, tried I did to some blow up the world. I live here. Look, I did some selfish things. I'm not going to lie. Like I for my own gain. But it was just, that's it, just for my own gain. I didn't mm-hmm. try to blow up the planet. And anyway, I'm know good I... now. Mhm. Well, he says he's good now. I guess he's good now. He built mm-hmm. a city. Mhm. I was I was so certain there was going to be a reveal that like like the city had been like built with like shabby material or whatever so that it would like crumble a lot easier and that never happened and I was actually kind of surprised. I think that must be from another story because I that's in the back of my head somewhere too. I think it, there's it a version of be. this. Yeah. Like we're both thinking of a different version of yeah. like a slightly different version of this same story. Like no, Lex was just trying to build a city for the like for unhoused people and I'm sure that was going to be awful somehow. Uh, but like at the end, not. he's like, that went way better than I thought it would. Yeah, he's he never planned for the thing to be wrecked. He just yeah. figured Superman would wreck the generator, not the, the whole town. <laughs> but I'm... also, 
I don't know. He's running for president. Mm-hmm. He threw a bunch of money into a publicity stunt. Maybe That's there's true. nothing wrong with the town. Maybe yeah. it's just to help him get elected, you know? Mm-hmm. It opens and he's like, we're standing here in Lexor City. I'm like, That's a park, Lex. Oh, mm-hmm. the, the buildings, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. There was a statue of him and a child, mm-hmm. which I think was sort of a nod to the one in Brave New Metropolis, but I could be wrong about that. I could that, see that, I think yeah. That, that might have just been his head, though, now that I remember it. it um, it's also just possible that it, like, it also had like real Walt Disney vibes to it, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Walt Disney, um, and here's my best friend, Mickey Mouse. Hello. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to own everything. Steamboat Willie goes in the public domain next year. Ho oh, ho. If any of you use it, I'll kill you. Mm-hmm. That's true. I'll kill your family. Oh, I'll, I'll kill all your dogs. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um. I'll send your dog to hell like Pluto that time. <laughs> uh, my bad thing yes. for this episode. It was great, as always, mm-hmm. to hear Dana Delaney back as Lois, but then she didn't do anything. Yeah. Specifically, there's a moment right before the fight starts where Superman tells her it's not safe and she needs to run run away with all the normos, and then she just does that. Yeah, that's not Lois. She's like, oh, go where the story isn't because mm-hmm. it's safer? Okay, yeah, I'll do that. Uh, that's uh, the no. most Lois Lane thing that Lois Lane could do. Like, honestly, why bother getting her except to say... Hey, all of Superman's guys are here. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, you need a reporter. So, like, I guess get, you know, the most well-known reporter. But also, like, come but on, they've man. Had, on this show, they've had Snapper Carr. They've yeah. had, isn't there a woman that they've been using? They stopped using him as much. Andrea there, Chen? No, no, no. That was on Superman. She yeah. was like the TV version of Lois. There was, I was going to say, and now I think I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, I think I'm thinking of Brave and the Bold instead. Oh, that might be it. That, there was no, there's, some woman, there's no women in the Brave and the Bold. There was some about? woman reporter and I was like, is that Vicky Vale? Oh, yeah, it was actually. Yeah. But oh, I only know that because I looked on IMDb. She didn't say she was. No, I'm Vicky Vale but, and I've been in the mm-hmm. Batcave. Yep. <laughs> oh, hi, Vic. Come on in. <laughs> But yeah, real real waste of Lois. You could have just yeah. made that any reporter. So let's like, get into the. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh just, no, it's it's nice to see her, but like it's it's always yeah. nicer when she does things. Yes, otherwise she's not Lois. She's no. just some lady. Yeah, we but. can get ladies anywhere. Mm-hmm. Unless we're on the this watch sh- again. Unless we're watching Brave and the Bold, in which case, no, we can't. This show though is uh, is like this. This is a very dude story, but the next one mm-hmm. is very much not. Like yeah, this the show's, you know, gotten real good with that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's knock out your bad thing real quick, and then we have a, a sort of a large thing to talk about. Yeah, I didn't have much of a bad thing to mention here. That's so, a very uh, good episode. Yeah, uh, I mentioned this in my summary, but uh, Ralph waving his stupid face in everybody's faces, both in character and deeply upsetting. You really don't like stretchy guys, do you? There's something about it, man. Okay. Just like it's the body horror thing. It's 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 because he he's got to do that thing where he's like, yeah, I have a I have stretchy powers. Let me just uh, stretch over here to talk to you. And it it's real slam your face like right up. At, he's a close talker who's like twelve feet away from you. <laughs> it's a close talker you can't push away. Exactly because his stupid yep. head's floating like an inch away from your nose, and also his nose is twitching because he smells a mystery. Oh. God damn it, Ralph. I like it. It's the animators saying, oh, we don't have to just draw the same, like, Bruce Tim proportion guy standing there nodding his head. We can do mm-hmm. something a little weird with it. Like, good. I'm glad. Now I'm over here. Okay, fucking knock it off. I, I'm in both places, actually. Mm-hmm. Very long. Look how long I am. <laughs> you might say that my limbs have been elongated. I hate you, mm-hmm. Ralph. <laughs> I know I hate myself, too. <laughs> Um, so we should get into the whole Shazam of it, though. Oh, yeah. So Shazam is in this episode. Major, major uh, part of this we haven't even touched on yet. Mm -hmm. So we're still, I don't want to get into all this again. We talked about it a bit when we covered the Brave and the Bold. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, they can actually still call him Captain Marvel at this point. Yes. This was back when he was still Captain Marvel. The idea was, like, they could call the character Captain Marvel, but if he had a comic, it had to be called Shazam. 
Yeah. And the, the legal, like, like I said, I don't, we don't have to get into it all again, but yeah. the, le- the legalities of this are long and complicated and not worth spending 10 minutes of show on. Mm-hmm. But the, if you are confused watching this for the first time, because, hey, Captain Marvel is that that lady Carol in Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, she is. But also, <laughs> yeah, uh, this character who you now know as Shazam mm-hmm. used to be known as Captain Marvel. So. Yeah. Which, and then Marvel said, wait a minute, we're we're Marvel. Mm-hmm. Why is that Marvel? We're no, that's us. Yeah, there was a weird thing back in the 70s where like the name like lapsed uh mm-hmm. like ownership. Yeah, the and then Marvel lapsed. Comics Marvel Comics being Marvel Comics kind of rightfully said, Well, mm. this should be ours, right? We should own that. So Yeah. But um yeah, it's it's a great take on this character. Mm-hmm. It's we we have sung this character's praises on the other show. Like, uh, oh yeah. Uh, and by the way, you can hear those uh, via our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/Algar. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think this they did him uh, justice here. Like uh, the the writing him as a child in a in an adult's body. I think mm-hmm. they did a great job with that. Um, yeah. I particularly liked the voice of uh, Captain Marvel, like because. He had he had the vocal qualities of of like someone who had clearly gone through puberty, like he mm-hmm. had the, you know, the deep voice. But in every other aspect, he very much presented as a child. Yeah. And I thought that was very good. And it turns out it's uh, Jerry O'Connell from uh, Sliders and uh, also from uh, Lo- Lower Decks. But so, uh, we don't. So, so Sliders, you say he's from Sliders. No, I say from Sliders. Sliders. Mm-hmm. It's in it's in brackets, Maggie. You have to. It is. That means you have to whisper it. Mm-hmm. Slide. That's how you pronounce the brackets. Mm-hmm. It's an aside. <laughs> but no, I I really like how earnest the character is and how he looks up to Superman and yep. Superman. Like it intersects with Superman on his way down in terms of like being likable, and he's like, oh, oh, I looked I, like you said in your summary. That speech was worthy of Superman. It was yeah. so good. He's like, I looked up to you, and you're a real. Well, I can't say dick, but <laughs> you're a real different person uh-huh. than I thought. You're really unpleasant, and I don't want to be here anymore. I, I love that so. Like, it really is just like Silver Age Superman talking to like Modern Age Superman. Just like, mm-hmm. I don't like. What happened to you, man? Yeah, man. Like, I have loved you my entire life, and you're kind of an asshole. Mm-hmm. And it's weird that you and your buddies all sit around in this room together judging people. Mm-hmm. You know? No, and he it's, leaves it's and a... they're like, is it weird that we all hang out together and judge people? Like, I thought that was well, cool. I mean, that's how you run a team. Someone has to be in charge. Mm-hmm. Maybe we shouldn't have the, like, the high council chairs. Like, what if we all just hung out at a table with, a, like, a really nice couch I, or something? You've You've said that before. I just don't. I just don't see that. I mean, like, I don't either. The, There's a shot in this episode where Superman's ca- sitting on the couch watching TV. And I'm like, yeah, doesn't translate great. Yeah, exactly. These are the original seven and they have to, like, be in charge. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, <laughs> I loved the reference to Flash uh, endorsing products. And I also like that line in your uh in your summary, I also I like you calling out the body wash because he would absolutely sell Axe body spray. For oh, sure. absolutely. Yep. I don't have time to shower when I'm running around Central City, but what I do have time for is Lightning brand bo- body wash. I give myself a spritz and I'm ready to go for the rest of the day. Right, Hawk Girl? Mm-hmm. No. Hell no. <laughs> he smells terrible. <laughs> and he's always running, so you know he sweats constantly. Mm-hmm. Trust, trust my bird nose. He smells mm-hmm. terrible. He's like of a six-foot sock hung out in the Justice League. Is that what you people want? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I'll run over here really quickly. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's see. There he else? goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fight between Superman and Captain Marvel felt like it really appealed to a certain kind of nerd. And what I wrote in my notes is uh, her name is probably Maggie. Mm-hmm. Um, I It was fine. The thing is, you know, I don't love long, boring yeah, and- punch back and forth. However, there was a point to this one. Yes. Like you. Re- the, the one thing I sort of pulled away from this one is like 
man, they really like they, they they drive home how devastating this fight is, you know? Right. And at first, like I remember the first time I saw this, it's like, Ugh, are we going to watch these two punch each other for five minutes? But you had to. Yeah. Because otherwise you wouldn't buy if if they cut away from that and then they cut back and the city was decimated, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be the same as actually watching them smash through windows and through the ground and all that. Like it was much better that yeah. way. So in this case, I thought it was justified. Like, here's the thing. We've seen guy like big superhero fights a lot in this yeah. show because it's one of the things this show runs on. Like, yeah. So like if this one's important we really got to nail like no this is yep. devastating people are losing their homes because of this thing mm-hmm. people who just finally got homes yeah exactly are now told well you can't have them oh in the moment where like i said everything lex said just mm-hmm. ooh, the, uh superman's like uh well the justice league will pay for the damage and he's like i wouldn't hear of it yeah oh no no God. this one's on me and he's holding the dis like the the um decapitated head of the statue. Yep. In front of the camera. No, I wouldn't. Hear- oh, you piece of shit! You 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 need that money for important justice leaking. I mm-hmm. I can foot the bill on this one. Money for your fleet of spaceships. Money's not important to me anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. the the DC wiki. Very uh, helpfully under continuity points out Captain Marvel alludes to Lex Luthor's criminal past, which refers to Superman, the animated series and every Justice League episode. You you don't say. <laughs> Thanks, DC Wiki. Thanks for tying together the fact that Lex has been a bad guy to this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Scooby-Doo Wiki says that. Uh... <laughs> Rex Ruthor. Rex Ruthor. Mm-hmm. Land Baron. Mm hmm. I would have gotten away with it, too. <laughs> Middling um, Justice League. What else? Um, oh, I love uh, when Superman's like, the Justice League will pay for the damage. He gives Batman, like, the eyes. Yeah. It's like, just like, we are going to pay for this, right? And by we, I mean you. <laughs> and Bru- I just picture Bruce. Go, oh, real- oh, yeah. The Justice League's going to pay for this? Mr. Journalist salary? Yeah, you caused this. You you dig yourself out of it, Clark. Yeah. You're already paying for a rather spacious apartment in Metropolis. A so very I can't imagine spacious you have a, apartment, honestly. I can't imagine you have a lot of extra, like, spending cash on top of that on, on as you say, a journalist's salary. Mm-hmm. Also, I've seen those shots. Superman's bed is bigger than my entire apartment. Oh, yeah. There's there was that was making the rounds on the internet a few months ago where mm-hmm. Lois is sitting at the corner of this bed that is the the actual size of a real New York apartment. Yep. And about twice the size of your apartment. Uh-huh. You have a very small apartment. I have a microscopic apartment. Mm-hmm. Um oh, so there's a bit where Superman and Batman are fighting some guys and having a conversation. Mm-hmm. And Oh, yeah. I did not recognize any of the guys they were fighting. Were they throwaway DC guys or? I Here's the thing. I didn't recognize any of them either. I mean, they might have just been generics. Yeah. Like, this this team has certainly earned the right to invent some colorful background guys. It's just usually like there's so many like. Uh, yeah. Just yeah, deep random cuts from Justice DC. League villains yeah. that you could throw in there. Let me see here. Justice League. The well, one of them. One of them looked like it was a knockoff of Juggernaut. Like he had sort of the, like different colors, but yeah. the same suit with the bullet head and like the big bulky, like and it looked like his powers were kind of the same, but I, I don't know. Both of these companies rip each other off all the time. So that doesn't mean he's not from the comics. Let me see here. Okay. Uh, an unnamed group of villains in Assault of Metropolis defeated by Batman. Three of the members mm-hmm. later seen as part of Legion of Doom. These are Black Mass crowbar fastball and shatter fist and they have only been featured in this one episode okay that's fine one of them wore a yellow hard hat like he was from a transformers episode see i was like i thought he was supposed to be like a play on like the wrecker from marvel you know like the guy with crowbar he looked a bit like um uh, that one weird mario game that had nothing to do with any of the other mario games where he's a construction guy oh yeah Wrecking Crew? Is that uh, yes, Wrecking Crew. He has to demol. He had mm. to demolish a building. Mm-hmm. 
It's a fun game. It's yeah, just man. Like the 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 Mario lore tends to forget that he he was a construction worker for a minute. I I like back in like real early Mario stuff when he would just bop around with job with like weird jobs. Well, I mean, he was a doctor for a while. Mm-hmm. A medical doctor. Yeah, he could write prescriptions. Mm-hmm. That's that's you can uh, tell because he would like throw pills at things. Yeah, that's how you write prescriptions. Yep, you just throw pills. Do do do. Do, 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 do. All right. Anything else? I think that's it. Very well. Well, then, why don't I tell you about Hunter's Moon? Why don't you? Uh, I have. I can think of no reason not to. Here we go. The Watchtower gets a distress call from what appears to be a radiator woman from the radiator planet. And <laughs> since the distress... And since the distressing question involves nth metal, uh, John sends Shiera to investigate. That's the stuff you're always hawing things with, right? He also sends Vixen, which makes Lantern John very uncomfortable, given that one of them is his ex and one of them is his current girlfriend, and or one of them is his current, as she says, boo. I'm so sorry. You have my word. I will never say that again. <laughs> Why are you building a team of people who have called me my, my boyfriend? Uh, he asks Jean. I'm not, says Jean. I'm also sending Vigilante. His boyfriend is Shining Knight. Also, he's voiced by Nathan Fillion, so sending him on a space mission with Vixen, who's voiced by Gina Torres, will drive the Firefly fans fucking nuts. So the team heads out, and they almost immediately discover that the whole Radiator Woman thing was a ruse, and the real distress call was sent by Perrin Duel, the Thanagarian woman we were all expecting to do something cool back in the Starcross three-parter. Turns out the Bruce Tim team wanted her to do something cool too, but uh, never got around to it. <laughs> She's out for revenge against Shiera, and she's brought what's left of the Thanagarian army, which is like two and a half other guys, because the remaining millions were killed as a direct result of Shiera's actions. Perinduel promises to let the other two leaguers go if they turn over Shiera, which creates a wonderful bit of complicated tension, because on the one hand, they're all teammates, but on the other, Shiera did sell out humanity to an invading alien army. And you thought the conflict in this episode would come from Vixen and Shiera being catty about John. But really, you should have known better. Birds don't get catty. <laughs> Eventually, per strict custom and convention, the team puts aside their differences and comes together to stop the bad guys. This includes a sequence where Shiera drops one of them from a great height and we watch him plummet to the distant ground below. But there is not a Wiley e. Coyote style poof of smoke when he hits the bottom. So what is even the point of anything? Then they return to the watchtower and the gals make John even more uncomfortable by kind of not hating each other. Vigilante, meanwhile, returns to the tender embrace of Shining Knight. But the most important takeaway from all of this is that Firefly is still canceled. It still is. In a world where literally everything you've ever heard of has been brought back, Firefly mm -hmm. is still canceled. And it always will be because we hate Joss Whedon now. Okay, we do. But let's be clear. You and I both very much enjoyed Firefly when it oh, came yeah. out. And would have loved for it to come back. Yep. But... I think this mostly came from being at conventions and just getting so tired of those people. Oh, yeah. It was just, just it's their, ongoing. It's like, it, okay, settle down, guys. Like, whoa. You got, you got 13 episodes. It was great. And a movie. Come on. Yeah. Like, so. you know, yeah. you, you, did get, you did get to see your show finished off with a movie. A lot of canceled mm -hmm. shows don't get that. Or it's certainly been, didn't in, like, you know, 2006, anyway. It's been 30 years. I'm still waiting for the movie that'll tie up the loose ends in the Teen Angel TV show. Like, come on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so, my good thing about this. Mm-hmm. This is a story where two competent women have to deal with an arrogant, overconfident dude teammate. Mm-hmm. Which is a thing they tried to do with Flash a bunch, but he was always this cartoony ass-grabbing guy yeah. and vigilante is a real sexist overconfident mm -hmm. swaggering like like not as competent as he thinks he is white dude yeah and that dynamic is pulled off very effectively here mm -hmm. where vixen is like i know more than you about everything you're trying to do like i i am certified to pilot this ship and yep. you're not for instance uh, and Shire is the leader of the mission. So it's basically the two of them constantly having to deal with him saying, well, I should be in charge. And they're like, no, you, you should not shut no. up and sit down. Yeah. And you're like, he, sorry, go ahead. Your power is guns. Yeah. That's nothing. Like, he's a bit sexist and disrespectful, but he's also like a guy. Mm -hmm. Like he has some moments of being charming also. And yeah. like, 
that's that's a hard thing to pull off because I know I say that a lot, but they they're pulling off some pretty sophisticated things on this show these yeah. days. Like the fact that you can make this sexist guy a little bit likable still mm-hmm. means he doesn't just have to be like Flash was for the entirety of Justice League. Exactly. Like, it's like, oh, we can have like get into like some complicated stuff with this guy. It's he's not just a cartoon character. No, we want to like him. He just needs to grow up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Rather than just, no, this is bad. This is objectively bad. Like, well, yeah, it is. But maybe maybe the good person under there can learn a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? And I like that. Yeah. And like I said, the dynamic is, is they even get into the, to the race thing a tiny bit. A little bit, yeah. He says, don't you have jungle powers? And she says, she doesn't say it this way. But what she says is, what, you think because I'm a black woman, I have jungle powers? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't go to the jungle. So, yeah, I live in a I live in a loft in Metropolis. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> it, was, it was such a good cuz cuz he's got the southern accent. Yep. So my, the the implication there is maybe maybe there's a little casual racism mm-hmm. there too. And it's it's a good it's a good way to address that. Yes. Yeah. Oh god. This show's so good. It is. I love this show so much. Yep. I was looking again, at the episodes we have left and there are not a ton. No. No, we're nearly done. Mm-hmm. Um, but the like, seriously, I'm sure going into this, everybody was like, oh, John's current girlfriend and his ex. Like they talk about him for a minute. Sure. But it's not about that at all because it's about them. Mm-hmm. And it's about people still reacting to Shaira and following up on what she did. Like there were yeah. lasting repercussions. Oh, man, my ex-girlfriend and my current girlfriend are going to talk about me. No, I think they're probably going to talk more about how your ex-girlfriend tried to take over the world for a while. And how uh, when she had her last-minute change of heart, that doomed an entire army of people to, to death. I love that so much. Just the, mm-hmm. the that, like, her betrayal has stakes on both sides. It's like well, they told us they told us about the stakes in the episode, mm-hmm. but then those guys left. It's great to follow up and show. No, they're all dead. Yeah. No, a lot of fucking people died because you had like a last minute change of heart here, Shaira. And yeah. they're like, and it's why do you like, oh, so you're still loyal to them? And she's like, no, but they're my people. Like, yeah, like they did horrible things, but I still would prefer they not be dead. I still know all this cool superhero shit that I use to help the team because they taught it to me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my culture. There's yeah. there's a lot of them in me still. There's a moment. I don't know if this was intentional or not, but there's a moment near the beginning where Jean is like, wait a minute, uh, uh, transuranial uh, iron. And uh, Shire starts rattling off some genuine techno babble mm-hmm. about it. Like, well, the valences are different, but the uh, it's nth metal. Like, yeah, she has a moment where she realizes, oh, it's not in character for me to know this science mm. stuff. I better dumb it down quick before they realize I'm actually really smart. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's good. Nth metal. That's what you guys call it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Look, just, this, like, this is a real picture. My a giant version of my mace flying through space. Mm-hmm. High yeah, but, planets. But for a minute there. She knew the science of it, and yep. it's like, oh, she she knows this stuff. Mm-hmm. She just doesn't say it. Yeah. It's I not really that. part of my whole hot girl persona that yeah. I, I do here. Mm-hmm. Although she doesn't want to be called hot girl anymore, and I, I like that. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. She doesn't wear the costume either. Like, she's yeah. basically just wears, I don't know, a tracksuit? <laughs> yeah, it's a tracksuit. I guess a tracksuit. <laughs> but she's got her wings, yeah. so, like, she, it's not like she doesn't have an accent piece or whatever, yeah. you know, like... Well, I, 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 I like that, like, I guess with Thanagarians, the wings don't come off. They just have wings, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, that kind of rules. Mm-hmm. I, I was reading, this wasn't just a, a joke that I made, that uh, the the entire reason for this episode was to bring back uh, this performer as, uh, what's her name? I, I wrote the name down because I knew I would not remember oh, uh, it. Hell. The main villain in this. Parandul? Yeah, that's her. Thank you. Yeah. Because um, they cast her. They loved her. They didn't have much for her to do in that. So yeah. She's, they're like, okay, she could be the main villain in a, in a different episode, which would also allow us to follow up on all the Thanagarian stuff. Yeah. So 
Great job, guys. That's awesome. Like, yeah. Because we, I remember saying, oh, good. There's more than one, like, female Thanagarian. That's great. And mm-hmm. then she proceeded to do absolutely nothing. It's like, we've got this it's, three-part episode. We kind of ran out of space for her to do anything. Yeah, it was a big, it was a big story. There was a lot happening in that thing. Yeah, I have very few complaints about that episode. Mm-hmm. I, but, but. I'm glad they gave her a minute to breathe. Like she was a good and one of those villains again, where you completely see where she's coming from. She's yeah. Like, like, yeah. Okay. Maybe they shouldn't have tried to destroy the earth. That part's bad, mm-hmm. but also, you know, maybe like Shira shouldn't have doomed them all to, to, you know, horrible yeah. death. Like, like this is literally the only army we have left is me and this guy. And well, what's left of that guy. Mm hmm. Which is your good thing. You weren't kidding when you said two and a half people. Mm-hmm. So basically this guy uh he was in the he was in Starcrossed, right? Yes. He's yeah. the, and they even mentioned uh he's the one Jean did the mind probe on. Yes. Um, Remember his, inside his mind looked like a caged bird and all that's that? That's right. Um yeah. so he's it fucked a, him up. He's having a real rough time. So uh they took what was left and shoved it into a tank and were just yeah. like Okay, well, now well, you have like a, a tank. It's like a walking exosuit kind of thing. Yeah. If you've ever seen Superman's Super Jogger, it's basically that. <laughs> I don't know what that is. It was, a, it was one of the old uh, uh, superpowers uh, uh, of course uh, it was. sets. It was basically like a tiny version of an AT-AT, or no, mm-hmm. an, uh, an ATST, where like, mm-hmm. but picture Superman just sitting where the head is. Mm-hmm. And then he just goes, yeah, you know, like Superman just, would need to do. Mm-hmm. That was a RoboCop sound effect. It sure was. That you just made with your mouth. You made well, it very well. I did just watch but, RoboCop. I told you. Yeah, I know. You just did an Ed 209. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to watch RoboCop again. That, that movie fucking rules, dude. I know. I know, I know you know, but like. <laughs> um. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. And so his body is fucked up, but also his mind is fucked up. Yeah. Like, like Jean did not leave all of him there. Yeah, no. Jean ruined that man. Uh-huh. And he is competent enough to, to fight, but he's, mm. you know. <laughs> I, 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 I maybe wouldn't have put him into a giant... Uh, tank. There's a part where he starts, where he grabs a guy with a giant metal claw and starts screaming at him. Well, I mean, they're all pretty upset. Not that fair. Yeah, you know. It, I, I believe I, it's Santa Hawk. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Big old beard. Like, none of the rest of them have facial hair, so that just threw me. Like, he like he looks like a fucking, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Thor's people. The, oh, the, an Asgardian. Yeah, exactly. He just He's that big Norse, the big flowing red beard. Big Volstag energy. Yeah, exactly. And actually, I remember now we saw the the like ruling council of Thanagar or whatever. They all looked like those guys. Oh, yeah. They all look like sort of old, like Odin looking mm-hmm. like they had beards and they were all like old warriors. You yeah. Know? And uh, so I guess I guess there is precedent for that. I just still didn't really like the look yeah. of him. But all, all the guys they sent to Earth were pretty smooth. Yeah. Yeah, it just Makes didn't, it it didn't really line up with the rest. Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah. yeah. I've got a beard and I've never flown. So yeah. There you go. Well, now you know mm-hmm. why. Mm-hmm. Whereas <laughs> I have way less body hair than I used to and I fly everywhere now. <sighs> I'm so jealous. <laughs> that estrogen just, just is magic. Oh, I love estrogen. Mm-hmm. I think I'll help uh, myself to a can right now. <laughs> <laughs> just pop one open at the beginning of the show like this is drunken time travel. Exactly. You're listening to ah. you're listening mm-hmm. to trans time travel with Maggie. Mm-hmm. That kind of like well, yeah, that does remind me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be doing our annual crossover with the uh, late hosts of Drunken Time Travel, oh, yeah. uh, English and Irish Gav. Uh, They'll be dropping around Christmas as usual, mm-hmm. uh, and they have it is their turn to choose, and they have chosen something suitably British and sure good, unusual apparently. Mm-hmm. That's that's what they say, and that's what Vichelle, who's working on the artwork, says. I have not seen it yet. But, no, uh, it's 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 something. So, looking forward to that, mm-hmm. uh, and that will be uh, where we usually put it in the in the feed for post atomic horror. Yeah, so. 
Um, what was your bad thing about this episode? Uh, I didn't really have much of a bad thing for this one. I just, I could have sworn Shining Knight was a, was also on the planet, and he was not, and I was disappointed mm-hmm. by that. Well, I don't think the dynamic would have worked as well if you had him there as well. Probably like, if not. you had two dudes, then then the whole thing I talked about with the two women trying to sort it out, I don't mm-hmm. think would have worked as well. But, but also, yeah, put the boyfriends together. Yeah, I want to see. I, I want to see more of those two together. I like them. Mm-hmm. One I'm of these episodes, sure. they're sitting together at uh, that, the, the Clash. Yeah. They're just hanging out together and uh, uh, Captain yeah. Marvel swings by to give him a high five. Well, there's a, they, they, I forgot to mention that, but one of the things I liked about that episode was it was a nice little bit of writing where he's excited to be in the Watchtower mm-hmm. and he's just saying, hey, it's this guy and this guy. But what he's doing is naming off characters that might not otherwise officially get canonical names. Mm-hmm. Which is great, but also it's in character for him to say all their names because yeah. he's excited. So I know good. you. Yeah. Also, there's that shot light. of him just like looking out at space, which like God knows I would mm-hmm. do if I was on the satellite. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, my bad thing is pretty pretty tiny as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Vixen describes Perundul as having a mad on for Shayera, which felt instantly dated to me when I watched this in 2004 and absolutely cringe inducing now. Yeah. It's not a great line. No. I mean, the boo the boo line was a little, like, d- d- dated as well. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it was bad to use, like, uh, um, uh, you know, African-American vernacular English, as they call it. Yeah. But, like, uh, I just think it's it, it very much says this is how a black character talks in 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're watching this in any year starting in 2005, this will seem extremely dated. <laughs> yup. That's all. That's the problem with putting any kind of contemporary slang in something is like, it's not going to age. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's so hard, but it's also like, it sucks if you put fake slang in too. So like. Yeah, I know. It's hard. Yeah, I know. I was so Just pleased. Just fuck a lot. That works for me. All my writing, <laughs> uh, that works great for me. What? Mm-hmm. No way. Mm-hmm. Um. I was very pleased. I, I was really concerned that um, Perundul's whole thing about the, no, the army died because of you. I thought that was just going to be a lie. Yeah. Like, I thought she was just manipulating Shira so she could kill her because she didn't like her. Mm-hmm. And, like, a lesser episode would have done that. But this one said, no, those are the stakes. And that's really what happened. And yeah. she's talking up her team and she's like, we have to do this. We have to do this for the honor, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, she's just manipulating them, too, because she wants, like... But no, it turned out her whole motive was being a loyal soldier, and that was really true. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad, because you know what I mean. The story usually goes, she's manipulating that loyal soldier talk to to get her selfish revenge. Yeah. And I'm so tired of that. And they didn't do that. No. So I'm glad. Uh, What else? Uh... Vigilante at one point, uh, Viacon Dios is someone who's leaving. <laughs> I do you know what I notes. thought about for that one. Of course. Mm-hmm. I put the actual Viacon Dios gif from King of the Hill in here of what uh, is the, Monsignor what is the Martinez. The Monsignor Martinez. That's yeah. What's the name of the show, though? Oh, um, I don't the know. Is it not just called that... Monsignor Martinez? No, no, no. It's got a cool name. King of the Hill Priest Show. Uh, the Days and Nights of Monsignor Montana. I guess you're right. Yeah. I thought it had a thought it had a like a punchier name than that. Mm. Days and Nights of but Monsignor Martinez is not great. Martinez. Martinez. Well, it's uh it's uh Las Dias y Noches de Monsignor Martinez. So that's, that's a little better. Yeah. No, I thought it was like, I don't know, Church Gun or something. Yeah, ch- you know what? You're right, though. Church Gun is a better name. <laughs> yeah, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there, There's a good moment where Vigilante's got the um, Denegarian ship and he's trying to fly it. And there's a runner through the whole thing that he's still learning how to drive the, yep. like, one of the javelins. So he doesn't know how. And... He has this bit of muttering, and I didn't write down ex- the exact line, but it was that was just a Malcolm Reynolds line. That was straight up oh, a hundred percent. 
these dang Thanagarian ships ain't designed right. I can't get my my bearing. You know, like it's just like yeah, okay. That ain't can't, that's just ain't can't nobody ru- work right. Mm-hmm. But Go like he says it. it in less than a second. It's mm. yeah. But then, then there's some fighting going on while he's trying to to very awkwardly drive this thing, and he says, "Student driver up here," <laughs> which I thought was very good. I I. I assume they're just, well, luckily we didn't give Vigilante a mouth, so basically you can say anything and it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Go nuts, Nathan Villian. And indeed he did. Yeah, if you want to read it real fast, that's fine. Yeah. We don't have to match the lip flaps. Mm-hmm. I did write down one phonetic line read, just in case you think we're exaggerating. He really did say, it's going to get us killed. Yep. Kilt. That's that's just, it's going to get us gone killed. Going to get us killed. That's that's how he talks, and he's, mm-hmm. he does it very well. Yeah, and the weird thing is, he, like, that's not even his natural voice. He just he just does that real mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that's his natural accent. I mean, oh no, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, I love Vixen. Like, I love how good she is at pushing people's buttons. Oh, a hundred percent. Like, <clears throat> she sort of deliberately steps forward for the mission because John's there and John won't fuck her, basically. Yeah, basically, literally, like, like, seconds before this, she pulled him into a closet and was like, oh, yeah. it's yeah, come so on. hot it's, in my spandex onesie. Mm-hmm. The, let, let, me, let my breasts just heave right out of this mm-hmm. physics-defying top that, uh... If anyone's that, look, breasts boobily titted down the stairs, it was hers. They Because the show is fairly respectful to to its women characters, or at least not full-on exploitive. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't get a lot of that heaving cleavage coming out of the, the, the uh, outfit thing, but with her, she was leaning forward, and they, like, they really put a lot of thought into the breast physics there. Yep. <laughs> Which was the point of the scene. Mm-hmm. Like, she was trying to seduce her boyfriend, so it made sense. But it was still like, wow, this is, this is unusual for this show. Yeah. Enjoy that, kids. And uh, there were some action bits with her, too, where I was like, the, the adhesive holding those in must be, like, some special Martian shit she got from Jean or oh, some crypti- yeah. like, like some space-age thing, because regular Earth tape would not would not get that job no, done. No, <laughs> nothing could hold this in. Yeah. I mentioned this in the last time Vixen showed up, but uh, th- they put so much care into how she moves, and I really love it. Oh, yeah. She's just, she's got such a unique way of, like, moving, you know? It feels like, and I think I said this last time, but it feels like the animators study the way the animal she is, like, channeling looks, Mm -hmm. and then draw a person doing that, which, to our eyes, looks odd. Yes. But it, it, it works, and it's great, and it also sells the the thing she's doing, Mm -hmm. so it's very good. But, um... Uh, getting back to her being able to push people's buttons, she does the same to Shaira, where Shaira's like, yeah, we're I, we're not going to do this. And she's like, she's just like, I wish I'd written down exactly what she said, because mm-hmm. now I'm drawing a blank. But she basically manipulates Shaira into doing the right thing yep. by, by saying the opposite to her. And it's just like, oh, this is your thing. You just do this to people. Yeah. I love it. So good. And I love at the end, they handle this so maturely where she's like, you still in love with John? Mm, yeah, I think so. Mm. Okay. Well, look, I have, she says, I have this thing where if I'm reading a bad book, I will still read it to the end just because I'm reading it and I want to finish it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm going to do here. <laughs> and they sort of like, they drink a toast, yep. like they, they clink glasses, like, okay, you're probably going to try and get him back. And this is probably doomed because, hey, I heard about that. Those guys go into the future and I know mm-hmm. this might not work out, but uh, let's see what happens. Also, like, I mean, John's clearly not as into her as he used to be, like when Shire was gone, you know? Well, yeah. Like, there's that whole bit where she's like, you should fuck me. And he's like, mm. I couldn't tell if it was he's left less interested or if he's just got a clear I'm at work we can't I mean that's certainly a possibility like he's definitely got that in him but like like, when we're not on the watchtower I wonder if he's like that it very much feels like he's been like all right any minute any minute now I'm gonna end this 
Mm-hmm. Any minute now. We we all know this is a fling, right? Like, yeah. this is a rebound. You know you're my rebound. Yeah. And this is a lot of fun, but this is not going to last long. Mm-hmm. I do like, he goes to Jean and says, do you think it's a good idea putting my ex and my, my current girlfriend on a team together? He's like, it might shock you to learn. Mm-hmm. I don't consider your love life when I put together a team. Yeah. That... Uh... <laughs> Look, I have a long list of of putting people together based on strengths, weaknesses. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see here. The uh, entry for John Stewart's love life is uh, a very low category. In fact, I think mm-hmm. you'll find it's on the floor. Mm-hmm. No, his and he even says to Vixen, "Yeah, you need more time in space. You have you have not had enough space missions, which makes sense. Her powers mm-hmm. are very sort of earthbound. She probably hasn't done a lot of space missions, yeah. so makes sense." What's your deal? Like, animals? Yeah, but, like, Earth animals? Okay, so, like, if I send you to, like, another planet, like, you can still have, like, elephant powers or whatever, right? Like, you don't need to find, like, a big, like, plant snake or something? No, no. It's not not like a Buona Beast thing where you have to see it first. Yeah. No, no, I just know animals. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, she channels an elephant on the the titular hunter's moon, Mm -hmm. and there's no elephant there. She just remembers what an elephant is probably presumably using her elephant memory powers <laughs> it's a weird loop where she needs the the mm-hmm. elephant powers to remember what an elephant looks like but uh mm-hmm. and also well, i was halfway through that i was like wait a minute an elephant never forgets okay mm-hmm. that's the thing uh-huh. but also if you're if you're touching an elephant in the dark and you're trying to put one together like can can an well, elephant do that to himself mm. that's a good point i don't know I'm gonna I'm gonna have to sit here and have an elephant ear sandwich and really think about it. <laughs> I like that episode of Kids Love Batman. Reminds me of elephants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my elephant? <laughs> well, it's sitting on that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, she convinces the guy to take her back to the uh, like the infirmary or whatever, and she's like, "I need this this painkiller." He's like, "Okay, here you go." And then she basically knocks him out and says, "Good, hold on to that. You're gonna need it. You're gonna need it in an hour." It's so fucking good. good. Yeah. That's a very good badass action hero line. Yup. I'm glad you got that painkiller out. You're going to need it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Anything else? Uh, This episode ends with another one of those crowd shots of just everyone on the satellite. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's a shot of our man who I don't think we ever see do anything in this show. Is that a JSA guy? Yeah. But he okay. translates real well to Bruce Timm's uh, animation mm-hmm. style, and I'm just like, that guy looks cool. Oh, good. Yeah, I don't. I'm. I might be. Uh, I read the uh, OGN. What is called Golden Age? Was he oh in yeah, that? he's in there. Yeah, I, that might be where I'm familiar with him from. Yeah. Okay. He was. He's been in some other stuff, but that's the main thing I know him from. Oh, I'm sure he's been in tons of things. I just my you know you know my oh, yeah. exposure to comics is very limited and spotty, and basically is concentrated in the late '80s and early '90s. Yeah, with a with a brief blip in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, anything else? I think that's everything I got. All right. Oh, there's uh, one more thing. Uh, this this is for the for the pod listeners. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, there's a bit where um, Vigilante's uh, flying the ship and uh, all these barrels keep falling out of it. I'm just like, look out, Worf! Because <laughs> that's what I'll always think of forever. Yep. It's <laughs> the natural enemy of Worf. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, no. Well, that's that's all for this time. Yep. Uh, next, ooh, next week this the whole season arc really really heats up we got uh, question authority which is mm-hmm. a which is a question episode as you might expect and uh flashpoint yes and uh devlin will be joining us for those back when uh uh flashpoint didn't refer to the terrible flash uh miniseries that mm-hmm. every flash thing is now based on for some reason well for some reason now spider-man is a multiverse guy and so is flash mm-hmm. that's just how it goes all right. Well, as ever, the website is kidslovebatman.com. If you want yep. to write to us, it is kidslovebatmanpodcast at gmail. Um, and that's all for this time. Yeah. See you, folks. Twala. For more information about this show and the people who make it, 
visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar-Watt. Copyright 2023, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.